Hey, welcome. You are with the Love Identity Podcast, and I am Lynette Soderwall. Happy to have you here. Always excited to have those of you that visit often and those that are you of you that are new to come by and find out more about you. That's really what this is all about. This is about figuring out who we are by asking pertinent questions and looking through love's view. And that's a thing. It's not easy for all of us. So we're learning and we're learning together. And I'm just thrilled to not be on this ride by myself. So what are we talking about today? Today's question is going to be, how is my perspective? What is my perspective? How is it working for me? Those kind of go together and I'm adding them to the list. They are three things in one, if you will, because I think they interchange and they're really important to consider the different aspects of them. But really the rollout is how is my perspective? How is it working for me? Is it working well? Is it selling me short? Is it frustrating me? Is it causing me to see things in a light that really doesn't win? Or am I rocking it? Because my perspective is strong. I see things from a positive standpoint. I look for the good. My perspective is beautiful. So we're going to talk about that today. And one of the ways that I explain how perspective works is consider glasses, right? You put on a pair of glasses and let's assume they're colored glasses. So if you choose blue, blue colored glasses, and you put them on, everything you see is going to have a hue of blue, no matter what. So if you look at something red, it might be purpley, but at the end of the day, it's all because there's blue and everything's tainted blue. And maybe that's a bonus at certain times and other times, maybe it works against whatever you are doing or wanting to be doing, but blue is it. So if you consider perspective, your glasses, it's the way you view everything. And I know you probably already know a lot of this, but I'm just bringing obvious to light because it get, helps with visualization and understanding some things. Sometimes the simplest of explanations are the best. They really help us um, see something that is simply complicated anyway. So if your perspective is, you know what? I live a life of hope. I believe everything works out. I believe good is dominant. I believe people mean well. I believe that good is a part of my life, um, that I am able to do beautiful things, good things. I'm able to be prosperous. I am capable of doing hard things. If that's your perspective, then even when hard things happen, bad things happen, tragic things happen, which they will, that is life. That is part of this thing we call life. It is the ash of which the beauty rises. Without the tragedy, without the hiccups, without the hardships, we don't know how to celebrate the beautiful. It's homogenous and the same. Now, I am not from the camp that I believe God is responsible for the bad things. I'm, I just don't believe it. I believe he's good and he's good all the time. And I also know he knows we go through hard things and he turns things to glory for those who love him, 
and he turns things to good because we're his kids. Even those of us that don't record, that don't acknowledge that he is God and we are his kids. He loves us anyway. That's how great he is and how good he is. His perspective is his kids matter and he loves us. That's his perspective. So he blesses. When your perspective has a negative slant, no matter what I do, things get hard. Um, People are mean. Life is difficult. I will work hard and it won't pay off. Um, Even if something good happens, the other shoe is inevitably going to drop. Everybody else always seems to succeed more than I do. If that's your narrative, if that's your perspective, guess what? That's your reality. And that's really where I want to focus today. I want to focus on the fact that you influence your reality and your perspective is that portal. How you view things really affects how you feel things because we're going to experience, right? We already discussed that. Experience is going to happen, but how we process that experience makes all the difference as to how we heal. If we are determined to become a victim because our perspective is from that view, then healing from that experience may not ever happen. Every time there's going to be another hiccup. There's going to be another thing to say, see, I told you my life sucks. It's always bad, bad things, bad things, bad things. I'm terrible. You know, Brene Brown, Brene, exposing vulnerability, exposing shame. Shame catches up. Shame is that voice. I am bad. Not I did a bad thing. I am bad. That's a perspective shift between a shame perspective, which is I am the thing that I did terribly, to hope and belief perspective and vulnerability perspective, which is I did a bad thing. I'm not happy about it. I may feel guilty because of it, but guilt isn't a bad thing. Guilt gives us the opportunity to rectify something, to bring healing, and that's good. We engage with good. We're not ever going to live a life that is not dealing with hard things. That's not possible. But our perspective on those bad things really decides what kind of experience with this life we have. Years ago, there was a movie on Netflix, and it was called Happy. It was just called happy. And it was a documentary where they went around the world and they interviewed people in every corner, every socioeconomic station, um, every degree of poverty and wealth. And they interviewed random ones. And what they really found out that the amount of money did not influence the amount of happiness, except in the sense that people like in the United States, most of them making up to, I think it was like $56,000 a year or something, they're relatively happy. Um, And then there was a space between that and something else. But when it got over, I don't know, 400,000 or something, forgive me if the numbers are wrong, but it it wasn't astronomical. When it got over a certain amount of money, they found that people's happiness started to drop 
because their stress was intensified and because their worry about what they had. And it was a constant things perspective rather than life happiness perspective. Not in all wealthy people does it work that way, but in this documentary and the people that they interviewed. And then they found, they went to this place. This was the most impactful part for me. They went to India. I believe it was India. And they had a gentleman who rode a rickshaw every day. That was his job on the little bike rickshaw. And we are talking, it did not matter what the weather was. As a matter of fact, a lot of the time it was massive rains and crazy mud and he would be filthy and all the things. And he was such a cool guy. He was just rad. Like if I could put you in my pocket, that'd work out really well for me. Probably not as well for you, rickshaw driver, but for me, you are adorable and you just make me happy because he was happy. The best part of his day was his son would come and stand on this particular corner after he got out of school or whatever. He'd come stand on this corner and the dad would make sure the same time every day, somehow he could drive by within a certain amount of moments or whatever and see his son. And they'd smile at each other and they'd they'd wave and they'd have the happiness just oozing from them. And can I just tell you their house, it was not a house. It was a lean-to made out of random pieces of plastic, metal, whatever they found at a dump more than likely. And rain got through, they were putting up plastic. They had no floor. And these people were so brilliantly happy. The smiles on their faces and their contentment level was so beautiful. It was like, wow. And I I thought that's amazing. And they found that the humans that were the happiest on the planet that they could find actually lived on a small island in Japan and it was community-based. They weren't super wealthy, um, but they had every age, obviously. They had some of the oldest human beings on the planet. I, I can't remember if it was Osaka. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But they were so community-based that all the celebrations, everything included every age group. They danced together. They fed and ate together. They celebrated well together. They absolutely loved every age and every stage of the human in that populace. And they were there for each other and they were the happiest and lived the longest. It was so cool because realistically people relationship and connection is what makes us the happiest. And all these other things in life distract us. So when our perspective gets stuck on negative, what happens is we want to fill the void we feel. So we do all the things and come up with all the excuses of, well, if I just had more money, or if I just did this, or if I did that, or if this person would say this, or if this person would say that, or if my husband did this, or if my wife did that, or if I could find a husband, or if I could find a wife, or all the things. Over and over and over again, we get so busy, so caught up in fixing the simplicity of perspective. If instead our perspective was, you know what? I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful. I am thankful. I celebrate 
the relationships in my life, the opportunities in my life. I celebrate what I do have. I focus on the fullness of what I do have instead of the lack of what I don't. My perspective decides it's all good. I'm good. And I want to share that good. And I want to connect with people. If my perspective is I'm going to do what it takes to connect. And I'm also going to guard my heart properly and be smart and not just put myself out there to be filleted by every unhappy person, but I'm going to love people well. Wow. Could you imagine what the world would look like? It'd be pretty impressive. And there'd be a lot more happiness than sadness, discontent, disheartedness, sickness. They found that it's some huge number in the 90s, I believe, of diseases actually start in our thought process. Dr. Caroline Leaf does a lot of work on this. She's got all the numbers in her book. It's actually called Switch on Your Brain. If you if you want to read it, it's a fabulous read. It's um, definitely scientific, but it's really powerful. And thoughts produce in our bodies. And thoughts, perspectives, they're buddies, right? We get a thought and what we do with that thought, it's going to filter through our perspective. You don't have to keep all the thoughts. You know that, right? You don't have to own every thought that comes to you. You just get to decide which you partner with. And when your perspective is in a place where it's positive and you're determined to see that positive multiplied in and through you, then you're able to judge those thoughts and decide if they deserve to stay. And if they don't, toss them puppies out, get rid of them, get rid of the thoughts that are not producing what you want in your life. Use perspective to help you filter. So I feel like there's just a lot of us out there concentrating on the wrong things, using our perspective against us instead of for us, which means it's against those around us as much as it's against us because it is a trickle down effect. What we do, what we choose, how we engage affects those around us. And I know there's lots of people out there that are like, you know what, just live your own truth. Who can, you know, you, you don't have to worry about everybody else. I, I am here to tell you that's not even possible. If a butterfly in Africa, you know, flaps its wings and changes the air around itself, a butterfly, and that affects the weather in Florida, I'm pretty sure your thoughts, your perspective, and how you approach life does affect those around you. It affects you first, but it does have a trickle-down effect. So I don't care how much your truth agrees with that, but the reality is it's a truth. So if we would take responsibility for ourselves, if we really stand up and say, you know what? I'm going to live my truth well. My truth being, I understand also that I do affect and I do matter. My perspective changes on how I choose to view things, doesn't it? Hmm. Makes you think. It should make you think. Because if you matter, if you really, really want to understand that you matter, then you have to matter in all the ways. It's not just the good stuff. And when your perspective is positive and life-filling and flowing and lovely and squishy and good, like a cinnamon roll, then guess what? The aroma of that attracts. 
You want good people in your life? Be good people. Have your perspective attractive. Have it be something that people can keep, cannot keep themselves away from because you're awesome. You are awesome. This world and this story that you've been living may be trying to tell you opposite of that, but I promise you, you are awesome. You're capable of great and mighty things. Get your perspective to line up with that. Let it ring true. Let it be part of your anthem. You will see your life change and you will have a much happier existence. So that's the question today. How's your perspective? What is it? Is it working for you? I want you to think about it, chew on it and see what it can do. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.